Welcome to Matinee. Quarantine edition. Yeah, we're still doing this. What are you guys doing? I hope you're sitting at home and not doing anything. I hope everyone is listening. <laughs> Our guest is silently laughing. Um, look, guys, that's Julia and I'm Maria. And today we're changing things up. We're adapting to the times. We're, you know, doing what most corporations aren't doing. Let's not get too political. We have a guest on the internet today. Yeah. Apologies for the poor quality, um, but it's worth it because we have a wonderful guest here from London, England. London. Uh, Jennifer Sin. <laughs> so my friend from university. <laughs> Hi. A fancy projects director at an art studio. She's cool. She studied film. And she's here to talk with us about Edward Scissorhands. I'm so excited to be here. I know everybody always says that, but I feel like I've wanted to be on your podcast before I even knew that you were going to have a podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. And I knew I'd want you to be a guest. Oh, my God. Thank you. So you presented us with a long list of films that so we could long. talk about. Um, everything ranging from The Virgin Suicides to Cadet Kelly. <laughs> That makes me sound like a psychopath. No, it doesn't. I like it. I like range. And yeah, you obviously have diverse interests and tastes. Um, But what about Edward Scissorhands was uh, made you pick that one? Put that on your list. So when I was younger, um, this movie came out 30 years ago. When I was younger, I had scissors for hands. (laughs) So when I was younger, I had scissors for hands. <laughs> no, I just, I remember just Googling a list of movies that were sad because, you know, when you just want like a, mm. a cathartic mm. cry. That resonates. So I think definitely on that list was, I don't know, it had things like Life is Beautiful and mm-hmm. like Moulin Rouge or something like that. And then I remember just like powering through this list. But then Edward Scissorhands was one of them. And it was like, I remember like when IMDb like still had message boards and then oh, yeah. it was like Edward Scissorhands is like so sad and everybody just kept listing like all these different parts in it. And then I was like, okay, like this probably sounds like the one. I think it might also have been the first Tim Burton film that I ever saw. Mm. Um, and then, And then it was also the fact that it was kind of like, I didn't really know that much about it when I watched it and also took place in this like suburban landscape mm. that I thought that really resonated with me Where in the did same you, way. I grew up in Vancouver. I grew up like in Vancouver, but like a suburb of it. Oh, I mean, it's like a weird you. place as well, because I think even in even in the city, there are parts of it that look very suburban. It just mm-hmm. looks like a place where you can't really get around unless you like have a car. So mm-hmm. like that scene where like all the cars like drive out at the same time and like go to work, presumably. I was mm-hmm. like, this feels really relatable and then like everything that kind of happens in the film where they kind of take him in and then something like bad happens and then did you feel yeah. like the Edward Scissorhands of Richmond BC <laughs> imagine <laughs> I definitely didn't feel like him you wear a lot of black <laughs> I do wear a lot of black I mean watching it again I was like pro- that is like a proper like goth outfit oh yeah. I remember wanting do you remember when Alice in Wonderland came out mm-hmm and then I remember like being obsessed with like that dress in it and then like right. Googling who like the costume designer was. And then That's she so and then cool. found out that she'd worked with Tim Burton for like ages. 
Oh, so same um, costume director? Yeah, Colleen Atwood. Oh, yes, I did read about yeah. her. Yeah, and then she won for, I can't remember what she won for. But yeah, I think oh. it was definitely like the sad, the tear jerker aspect yeah. of it and like the suburbia, which like really, it was, I, I it's still like my favorite Tim Burton film, even though he yeah. hasn't How old were you when you saw it? Ages. I want to say like 50. Okay, so you were like at this point, you're like, fuck my parents, like some of the suburbs hurt. hurt. (laughs) Like suburbia sucks, like really angsty and just really like but not quite like but not quite like out of the house yet, you know? Um because a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like lived or I didn't have any contact to with suburbia or really understand it until like a couple of years ago are there greek suburbs sort of like if you're gonna be in a greek suburb you're basically in a village Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like not really not in the same way what is it like in toronto there's there's suburbs there's There's a lot of suburbs yeah yeah it's weird Um, here because like in london there are like residential neighborhoods but they're not like suburbs right because they're not designed like for the invention of very North i think it is <laughs> I, I didn't have that much experience with sub- suburbia either i remember the first time i went to suburbia was a childhood friend of mine moved to mississauga and we went to visit her and i was like so weirded out by it um but there was a crispy cream factory so i was down um <laughs> imagine <laughs> why would anyone want to live here like yes, your house is big and you have a big backyard, but like your your house looks exactly the same as your neighbors. Everything looks cheap. Like nothing is unique. Oh, no. I don't know. I remember being very adverse to it at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, crazy. Like it's like a really. I mean, as a concept, it makes a lot of sense. Like why suburbs mm-hmm. came about. It's like oh, you know, it's like man- like like it looks like a manufactured place. Yeah, I do. I do like this take on suburbia. I think it's kind of it's like it's critical but it's not like fully scathing yeah no I don't disagree with that it's interesting as well because like I know we'll talk about it later but like it's it's interesting that she's still there I guess because mm-hmm. like she's Winona retelling Ryder? the story, yeah, like Winona Ryder. It's like oh yeah, when she's old, like, that's this, a good point. Like she's still here in this place. Um, Only someone who actually lived in the suburbs would have that thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I didn't even th- consider that. Yeah, it's like I was like, she's like talking to her grandchild who's like lying in like the hugest bed ever. Like she's the smallest child in the world. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I was like, child for scale. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, you know what? Oh, yeah. You know what? We should get into it. Okay. Do you want to talk? We- oh, well, I want to just briefly say oh, my okay. relationship to this movie is that I saw it once when I was a kid, and I sure. have I always have like hated Johnny Depp, so I was really like not excited to watch this as a kid. But then I ended up enjoying it, and I think it's definitely one of his better films. Oh, for sure. Maria yeah. saw it for the first time last night. Really? Right? Yeah. I knew I, I there were some scenes that I saw and I was like, I feel like I've seen this before, but I never actively wanted to. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I always thought that it was a creepy movie. It, I always it, just thought yeah, that it is actually quite a creepy movie still. I and think. this kind of disgusting too. Like the way that like, I think I, I think I remember it seeing stills of it and being like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so as we mentioned, the film starts out with Winona Ryder old. And she's tucking her granddaughter into bed and her granddaughter asks for a story. Um, 
she's like, it starts with a scissors. She's like, let's just get straight into this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like this is not like what I'd think of as a bedtime story. Plus, it's literally no. like her first love, probably. She must have been really itching to tell this story. You know what? It kind of makes me want to ask my grandma about her first love. Definitely <laughs> started with kitchen appliances. Probably. <laughs> so a long time ago, an inventor lived on top of the mountain. So it, among this suburban neighborhood, there's also this one random mountain with an old ass mansion on the top. As, as, it, as it is, though, you know, in like, yeah. it is a Tim mm-hmm. Burton film. It's true. It just, I was like, what is the history of this area? I would like to know more. <laughs> Gentrification. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so there was an inventor who lived on the top of the mountain and he created a man, but he died before he finished. And this man's name was Edward. So then we're in the ultimate suburbia. All the houses are the same, like, shade. They're all pastel and neat little rows. And we meet the Avon lady of the neighborhood, Peg, who is going door to door. People are turning her down. So eventually she's, like, at her last. The last resort is going, driving up the hill to the spooky house at the top where the inventor lived. She walks through the garden, which has all these, like, insanely sculpted shrubs, walks to this crazy big, like, laboratory? I guess. Yeah. Like the- yeah. Main area. Yeah. Anyway, she goes into the top <laughs> floor where there's like a giant hole in the roof and then she finds a collage. <laughs> that is, is so much a collage? It's just like newspaper clippings on a wall. I didn't really understand that. Because he has well, scissors for hands. Well, yes, for hands. <laughs> Julia, he has scissors it was for hands. Like it was also about like, you know, there are lots of like hand imagery of like Mother yes. Mary holding a baby and like you know, this kid, this terrifying image of like a kid with no eyes who's like learns to read with his hands. Okay, that's true. So he's obviously thinking about the fact that he doesn't have hands. But now that I think about it, he probably, it was easy for him to cut them, but how did he stick them up? Tim Burton? Really? Huh? <laughs> with his toes. Really in suspension of disbelief. <laughs> There's a lot of that in this film. Um, so then Peg sees someone hiding in the corner and she's like, don't be scared. Uh, but then she sees Edward and he's obviously really scary. She asks him where his parents are. She gives him a stringent and dabs it on his scars. To help prevent with infection. It's like a, uh, it's kind of like toner, but like harsher. Okay. More disinfecting. Okay. Um, I always hated that scene though, the way she dabs it on with the cotton ball. Like, well, so visceral. I don't know. It bothers me. <laughs> Um, anyway, then she tells Edward he should come home with her and they go off in her car. There is a cute scene where they're driving and he notices things and he points and every time she does it, she she like, it scares the shit out of her, which is really funny. (laughs) All the neighbors are gossiping because nothing new ever happens in the suburb. And one of them has the biggest perm maybe of all time. Which one are you talking about? The curly haired lady. I feel like everybody in this movie has curly There's hair. One blonde woman whose hair is like it's intense. Does she probably cut later? She's kind of license. blonde. She has bangs. Okay, maybe. I can't believe you don't know immediately who I'm talking about. I feel like everybody in this film has like big hair. They do. It's true. Is this supposed to take place in the in the nineties? I was wondering that, but no, because it's a flashback, right? So I think she is in the nineties. Yes, this time is like the seventies. I can't do math. I also can't do math. If this took place in the nineties, if she was reading in the nineties, she was young, like she was in high school. So it would have been like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Interesting. Okay, 
So that makes actually more sense now that I think about it. Um, <clears throat> they arrive to Peg's home. She's a mom. She shows Edward all her photos of everything, including her daughter, Kim, who's Winona Ryder. Um, Edward is sleeping in Kim's room because she's out camping with her friends. He accidentally pokes a hole in her waterbed. He can't put his pants on. That happened so many times that someone poked a hole in the waterbed. I feel like it happened 15 times. That's funny. In the film or like in general yeah. in life? <laughs> well you know <laughs> no in the movie i feel like it happened a lot it was weird though because there was we brought up waterbeds during the day yesterday and then there were waterbeds in this movie i've never seen a waterbed in my entire life because i can't I imagine have. why it would be a good idea my friend's parents had one growing up and we used to always play on it my uncle had one you yeah. know, as in his childhood bed had one that's so weird i know oh, um and then <laughs> at this point maria said why is he dressed in a bdsm costume he was dressed in that the whole time, though, no? Yeah, and he was... No, he was dressed in it the whole film, and he only put on clothes over it, which makes me think that that is somehow supposed to be his body. Yeah, maybe that's his skin. I think what I don't understand is, yes, the BDSM thing, because I'm into it, but I didn't <laughs> quite understand why... Even the scissors for hands, I don't get why that was the next step before hands... Well, we see at one point later in a flashback, the inventor is like watching one of his machines who's like chopping lettuce. And then I guess he's like, oh, I could do that, but it could be a human. He's making cookies, right? Yeah. Was it supposed to be like an upgrade? Like, okay, so I'm going to create an Edward Frankenstein monster type thing. And I'm going to like give him some parts and I'm going to upgrade him as he goes. Mm. So the last upgrade would have been the hands somehow... You know, in that scene later, yeah. last upgrade would have been his hands, but it just didn't happen in time. Yeah, because there was like that's that book. I... There was like that, that did, like in you know, the book where it kind of showed like the different stages of him building this like yes. person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then like the, fr- and then the thing right before like a person with hands was like yes. Edward as a PD. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I wasn't quite like, there has to be something in between scissors and hands. <laughs> No, it still it still has the question like why scissors and that doesn't really make sense. It's but it's so like and if you noticed at the end that end drawing, so the image of him with scissors for hands and crazy hair was him kind of like as a weird hybrid homunculus type thing, if that's the right word. But then the next one of him as a full human was he was like in a suit. He was like a fully assimilated human. Weird. So I his mean, final form, like hands, having hands for hands instead of scissors for hands, is him being a full blown human. Okay. Well, maybe he just had so many shrubs on his property that he was like, <laughs> "How am I going to get these shrubs?" From him? <laughs> and I'll deal with it later. Honestly, valid. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, do you remember that? I mean, he had like really nice hair at one point when he was like reading him like books about etiquette and poetry. Mm-hmm. Yes, when he lived in the store in the and, house. Yeah. yeah, and I was just kind of like, maybe he just got to this point of like being super kind of like disheveled looking because he was just like alone and like yeah, yeah. I, think so. I think so he was cutting his own hair <laughs> if i cut my own hair i'd look like that <laughs> oh julia did wake up this morning at, and come to my room <laughs> my room <laughs> with edward scissorhands hair and i think we should post that picture i, I we might have to i did send it to jennifer episode photo <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just post that and just be, ask people to guess what, what movie, movie we're doing. <laughs> and I'm pale. I'm just as pale as him too. That's, I did think about with a good yeah. stringent. I'm sure we can do something about 
Okay, so all the neighbors are out in the street gossiping about this new arrival. Edward can't eat properly. Uh, all the family is like having a family dinner. And I, one thing I did like about this film is there's like these POV shots of Edward like putting butter on his bread or like eating or doing things. Um, and they're kind of fun. It's his POV, so you can only see the like scissors in front of the camera yes. doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's nice. Um, I never really thought about that, but yeah, it is quite good. I mean, the POV thing is kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, this feels really cruel. There's a scene later where he's like serving meat and he accidentally like drops a steak in Winona Ryder's lap. I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Like, I mean, I would be mad. I don't think I'd be that mad. You're a vegan, so you should be mad. But I thought her friend was like really rude. Cause I thought because then she was like like I don't think she was like I just can't have it that's like not sanitary and it's like you could have just said no like I just (laughs) didn't need I just didn't think that was entirely necessary I know that was like the point but she was ahead of the time corona wise yeah (laughs) um so Peg teaches Edward how to do his makeup to like cover his scars and stuff this is she's so sweet Mm -hmm. she is really sweet um Edward trims the shrubs he makes a t-rex he makes like the family that he's staying with which is very sweet um there's like a crazy neighbor who's religious and she says that edward is straight from hell and all the housewives are really bored and they're all like horny for him yeah that was weird right right that was weird weird. and unnecessary it was unnecessary i mean i thought his relationship with winona Ryder was also unnecessary like i agree yeah um, I felt like that was Tim Burton being like, "He, oh, this is me. I'm Edward Scissorhands. I'm weird and eccentric, and no one will admit it. So I'm just gonna put in a movie that everyone actually wants me." Well, I think it was kind of like against all odds. This person who like knew him and knew his soul, like fighting against the society that didn't want her to be with him. Are you like, talking about Monona? Yeah, I guess if any if any relationship makes kind of a little bit of sense, maybe I get it. It was very like exaggerated though yeah like in the end spoiler alert she's like tells him that she loves him yeah we were like, what? i was like that seems a bit extreme but i think it's all like i mean all the things are like really exaggerated right like right like that's true like her boyfriend is like you're just like why are you even with him like he just seemed yeah. like a real asshole to begin that's with. that's a good point everything is just like the next level of heightened yeah like so. i think there was like yeah like one house one housewife is like super horny Yes. And like, like, and then, like, Joyce. there's, like, the devil woman. And then there's, like, the Avon lady who's, like, so nice. Like, their whole right. family. Right. Yeah, that's true. They're right. Caricatures. Nice. Um, so this is when we see the scene, uh, the flashback scene with Edward and the inventor, because Edward sees uh, Peg opening a can, and then he's, like, triggered by this. And he remembers this cookie-making invention that the inventor created. Which then he holds up this heart-shaped cookie in front of the scissor creature and he's like, ah, an idea. But I also was confused about, I mean, this again should just suspend disbelief, (laughs) but the inventor exclusively makes machines, but then he somehow made a human. But I thought the the human is a machine. Yeah. Is he though? Well, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, if we're going to. that window. Hold second. on, Maria's closing the window because there's children screaming. <laughs> Talk about triggering. It's literally yeah. like I don't understand. Like who's 
in what world are we supposed to find children's laughter like really kind of like happy? Because I always hear them. I'm like, it's terrifying out of context. I remember one time I came home for lunch in middle school and my brother was playing some like, I don't know, like Swedish death metal or something. But it was like (laughs) the intro to the CD was like children laughing and he was playing it throughout the whole house. And I walked in and I was like, I'm going to (laughs) die. Well, I've I've used children laughter as like, a creepy sound yeah many times creepy. in like films that i didn't like know terrifying. <laughs> okay so um, he so i think edward i mean that's partly i mean i don't think that was tim burton's reasoning like to be like artificial intelligence but no. he's like he's he is like an artificial human right like he's and yeah. i think the whole point is that he's like you know i'm not finished so it's kind of right. like how close like what he knows about, like he's polite because he knows about like etiquette and like. I guess maybe he was like, I want to build a human, but yeah. I don't really know how to do that. So I'm going to start with what I know. And that's these machines that do things like cut and roll dough and whatever. So that's why that was like a logical first step for him. And then actual humanity was the last step because he had yeah. to figure it out. It's interesting because he could have just like had a kid, but I guess he didn't as well, right? I mean, not that I'm like all for this, but like, <laughs> but, like, like I want to fuck the inventor, Vincent <laughs> <laughs> Price. But yeah, it's like I, I think it's just a. I guess he was just like an inventor, right? And he was like, I guess mm-hmm. I'll just make a person. I mean, I guess this. He knew he was getting old, so he better fulfill his dreams. Yeah, I mean, I did find but, it sad when he like died. Spoiler alert. It, it's, yeah. Um, so all the neighbors have a barbecue and all the housewives are like fawning over Edward and all the men are making stupid jokes. Edward's cooking vegetables on the barbecue using his fingers. Do you hate his fingers? Um, Joyce is horny for him. I had to look up what an ambrosia salad was. We looked it up. It's like a disgusting fruit salad. It was like marshmallows. Yeah, it sounds so disgusting with like tinned pineapple and like maraschino cherries. (laughs) So 50s and 60s. It's disgusting. All the teens in the neighborhood arrive home in their van. They were camping. The daughter, Kim, who's Winona Ryder, goes into her room. She starts undressing. Uh, She notices Edward and she screams. He pops the bed and it explodes. She's screaming. She's crying. She's like, there's a murderer. The family calms her down and they put Edward to sleep on the couch and then brings Kim down to meet him. And he passes out on her <laughs> from the stress, I guess. No, because he was uh, drinking oh, like, whiskey, right? Oh, yeah. right. He was drinking whiskey. Yeah, yes. yeah you went to the washroom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like lemonade and it's actually whiskey. Yeah, it's actually like some sort of like hard liquor. And then yeah. I guess he's Poor like guy. a good robot. So like he's never had alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was a stupid scene. I'm sorry. That yeah, was that was stupid. that was. Stupid. I really didn't like it. I was like, could be edited out. I also Definitely. felt like could have just slept in the basement the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> instead all around good points. <laughs> but I did like this scene. I thought it was funny. Um, all the board wives like hire Edward to make shrub art because they all have crazy shrubs. Um, and I do like the scenes where he's cutting. And then all the pieces are like flying around him. Yeah. Those yeah, are my nice. favorite. The son brings Edward to class for show and tell, uh, where he also does more cutting. <laughs> um, Edward tri- starts trimming the neighbor's dog fur. All the housewives are lining up. Anyway, everyone loves him. He also starts cutting the women's hair. Uh, Joyce gets her hair cut by him, and she's 
having a very sensual experience. She has an orgasm. Yeah, she comes, right? <laughs> like, yeah. She does, I think. <laughs> and she says that was the – she says something like, that was the most amazing experience of my life. Yeah. She is, like, an intense character. She is. Like, I liked her, though. She's funny. <laughs> and he gives her a very funky, asymmetrical haircut. I thought hers was quite good. Her haircut. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah. Um, Some people did not get good haircuts. Yeah, it got a bit wacky. Yes, I said to Maria he could work at Coop Bazaar in Montreal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that will work. It is literally like I've seen people come out of there with haircuts like that. <laughs> this has really got the idea. So Peg talks to the head of the company at Avon to get ideas for Edward's scars slash makeup. Um, so she's really trying to help him like assimilate, I guess. Uh, Edward sees Kim out on the street. He stares at her. They have like a moment, but he gets into the van with her boyfriend. Um, but he helps them pick the lock to the house so they can like go in and bone while the parents are out. Is that what happens? I feel like that was definitely. I think so. Do you think so? Yeah, that's what I think. Too. What did you think? I don't know. I just didn't even read into it at all. Or like <laughs> make out or something. He was like, give us a shout when Pig gets home. Oh, I didn't get that at all. You're right. Yeah. That's so gross. Like he's anyway, so gross. Yeah, yeah. The boyfriend sucks. Also, What's I hated it? that they were called Kim and Jim because it was extremely confusing for no I didn't thing. even notice that. Yeah. You're right. I hated it. <laughs> um, so Edward and Peg go on like a local talk show and it's kind of sad because everyone in the audience is like asking him all these questions about whether or not he is considered prosthetics and like saying oh maybe you should do it oh maybe you shouldn't do it then you won't be special like people want him to assimilate but then people also don't want him to assimilate um but luckily peg has his back and she's like edward will always be special no matter what i quite like that scene actually i think it was like the second or third time somebody like somebody said that line of like oh i know a good doctor yes and then i quite i felt also kind of like a slight turn in the story like it just felt like okay something's probably gonna happen now yeah that's true it you realize that people are really invested in his story and maybe not in and and not in ways that are necessarily like good or healthy for him they don't actually care about him yeah and like i do like that peg is like there kind of with him because she's also there like when she goes to like the bank with him and stuff and like right yeah. i feel like she yeah, really she does care He's so supportive. Which um, uh, suburb that you know of has a TV channel? <laughs> great question. A yeah. TV station. That um, was weird. <laughs> maybe they went to the city for it. I wonder if it was like a small town thing as opposed to like, but it was suburbia. I mean, I don't know, actually. I don't know, actually. Yeah. They did drive. I mean, I guess you have to drive everywhere. <laughs> maybe it's the city. Anyway, people are interested. And on the t- on the show, they ask Edward if he has a special lady in his life. And he looks into the TV and Kim looks back. And then we cut back and forth 15 times. And it's like closer and closer. And I was like, so this is, this is, the, this is what we're supposed to understand is that they somehow have a connection. But it's like the stupidest way to show that. I also yeah. agree. I was like, I don't, are we meant to feel like they're looking at each other? Because I can't like, imagine why that would be the case. Yeah, no, me neither. And the thing is, the more I'm thinking about this, this movie is like a step, like this far, and I'm making like one, two centimeters with my fingers from being like total camp. Yeah. From being like scream queens, like yeah. total camp. And if he, I feel like if he had leaned into it, it would have been a better movie. Mm. 
or if he went really far from it. Mm -hmm. But if he is like in the middle and mm. it doesn't work for me. I, I get that. Yeah. That's kind of his well. thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't like it. No, that's a, that's a fair point. I think there's something like, about Edward Scissorhands as a character that I think you're right. Like, I think if he had just, either you go like all out. I, actually, mm -hmm. I think the fact that he's polite throws it all off for me. Because he's just is he like, polite or is he just kind of like shy? I don't know. Because I don't know if he's polite or shy or both. Like, I think mm. the fact that he's not like this... I guess he's not as terrifying as he looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. off for me. I know that was like deliberate because he's supposed to yes. be like, like that's kind of why I, like, I, like he's supposed to be this like nice guy who like has scissors for hands. But that, I think there's something about just saying that that like makes very little sense. And then he's just like yeah. in this suburban context and you're like something about this feels really like off. But I mean, I'm not really sure. Like, mm -hmm. I see what, I see what you guys are saying though. It does kind of feel like it's not really picked a, a side, a side yeah. in a way. And like when we were watching last night, Maria was like, if this movie had been animated, I would have liked it way more. And I was like, that actually adds up. I think if it had been like claymation surreal. or something, yeah. it would have been really cool. It could have been a little bit more surreal. Because it's like Coraline, right? Like yeah. or like or like Nightmare. Christmas. exactly and if it had gone like that extra step in that way to being like really stylized it would have yeah. been even cooler yeah. yeah um okay where were we oh yeah they're having a moment um edward also gets like electrocuted <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. either. like is that what happens when metal touches a microphone no i don't yeah, i was like so. i don't get this like for it some reason stupid. i really hated that like always really i just never i just was stupid I just really didn't get it. I could have had him embarrass himself some other way. I just, yeah. And then I was, and then like, I don't know. I just, and then it felt like a weird thing for like her boyfriend to be like, I'd give my left not to see that again. It's like, why oh, yeah. does any of this need to be in this scene? He's, it, it was just to show he's an asshole and Kim defended Edward instead of taking Jim's side. Yeah, sort of. She's just sort, sort of. of like, oh, you know, like I feel bad. Yeah. She was kind of like, don't laugh at him. Yeah. Um, so Joyce brings Edward to a new beauty salon that she bought. She takes him to the back of the store and she's like, I have smocks to try on. Do you want to see? And then she like kind of undresses. What are smocks? They're like the thing you wear when you're getting your hair cut. The like the cape. thing that they put on top of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like sexy underwear. No, I think well, I think that was looking like the point. That was weird. It's like incredibly unsexy to model smocks, and she has one that's sexy and one that's incredibly unsexy. And Edward's like, I like that one to the unsexy one. I did kind of like that. I do too. One of them's like lacy and like furry, and she's I like, like seeing through. Yeah. And the other is just like this like purple. Like, smock. yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> like. But anyway, she uses the opportunity to undress into lingerie and sit him i guess she like mounts him and uses his scissors to like pop open her cleavage why would you want to have sex with edward scissorhands because think, she's bored i think she i think it's just her right because she had that plumber over at the beginning yeah like the dishwasher man so she's so horny that she'll fuck anything that's what i mean so. i think that's like another i think everybody is a stare like everybody is like an archetypal character in this movie mm -hmm. 
Yeah, she's like she's she's the, just like a horny housewife. She's also definitely uh, married, right? To like that guy who like came with her to like yeah, the barbecue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's just clearly longing for some sort of excitement, I guess, mm-hmm. as a lot of these people in suburbia are. Yeah, but she really goes for it with him, and then the chair falls over, and Edward runs away. And then he goes to a diner nearby with the, where the family's eating, and he's like, "Oh, she took her clothes off," and they're all like, "The fuck." <laughs> That was like I quite liked that. I was like, all right. Although I like all of it was like, this makes me uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Like, um, but I guess he still is going to work at the salon because uh, what's her face? Peg takes him to the bank where they're like, you don't have a sin card, you don't have a credit card, you have nothing. We cannot give you a loan. <laughs> Which was this is outrageous. Here's a letter from the mayor saying that she wants that, that the mayor's wife saying she wants a haircut from Edward. Pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> it's like not that far fetched, honestly, to be like, I have no money, but like the mayor likes me. I think I liked something about this scene, which is that it, it, you know so the way that they portray suburbia is like everything's colorful and pretty and green and sunny, and like even the skies are like perfectly blue with little to no clouds all the time and you go to this building and it's like this big industrial building it looks like a weird um ugh, what's it called the word what? factory it looks like a factory and outside it just says bank yeah i like, I like that, that as too. well i didn't notice that like the first uh? time i saw it at the time and i was like uh, wait sorry good. can you repeat that you froze um no i just said i liked it as well i didn't notice it the first time i watched it like you mean in there yeah where it's just bank yeah that was cool oh and inside there's like a huge vault that they're closing oh yeah while the scene's going on that was interesting that was maybe my favorite scene yeah that was cool um so jim so jim and kim are talking (laughs) and jim wants to steal stuff from his dad i hate this part yeah. yeah, he wants Edward to pick the lock for them into like his dad's garage or whatever. But Kim doesn't want to get Edward involved. But they do. They all dress in black. Um, they go to rob the house. The alarm goes off, and uh, Edward gets trapped in the room. He can't open the doorknob, obviously, because he has scissors for hands. <laughs> Kim doesn't want to run away, but Jim like picks her up, and they run away. The police come. Um, Jim's like, if Edward tells on me, I'll kill him. Uh, Edward walks out with his hands up and the police tell him to drop his weapon but obviously he can't because they are his hands <laughs> and uh, they're going to shoot <laughs> then right at the last second the neighbors run out and they tell the police not to shoot they're like we know him it's fine Is, that's not how police work works no it's not really, 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 really not how police I, I just yeah. I can't get over how much I hate this part though it's just kind of like I I think in any movie I've ever seen, I still don't like just seems like the dumbest idea for like a crime to like mm-hmm. get money. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I still find it so frustrating to watch and I'm like, this is so stupid. Well he is an idiot teen. Yeah, I guess so. But let's just like oh. it's just so stupid. It is stupid. It's frustrating that, that this happens, but they could have picked a better reason. Yes. Um but anyway he gets arrested uh peggy and peg and her husband go to pick him up from the courthouse and peg's like beating herself up she's like i should have taught him that stealing isn't the way to go like blah 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 the cops consult the psychologist and he's like edward has been without moral guidance but he's creative he'll be fine (laughs) which is really weird um and then the cop is like are you sure 
<laughs> Kim comes home. She like semi apologizes and she's like, why did you do it? He's like, because you asked me to, which is like really sad. It is really sad. Uh, I felt like she knew. I, I mean, I, I feel like I, I, she is like a really passive character, right? Like yeah. I, get, I get that it's like you're in a basically an abuse. Oh, it's not an abusive relationship. It's not a good relationship. Yeah. But like it's she's still like that nice. Do you know what I mean? No, she still has autonomy. Like yeah. she's like, oh, Jim forced me to do this a few times. And it's like, did he though? And it's like, you could have stayed. Like you could have just gotten out of the van. Like you could have not to be like, you know, you could have done this or whatever. But like Look still, you know. Scene that was upsetting is like all the neighbors are gossiping and they're like, oh, Edward practically raped Joyce. Like she with the way he attacked her. Um, yeah. And they're all like, we're not going to Peg's annual Christmas party because he's dangerous. Um, they're all like boycotting the family. Yeah. There's a scene where. Yeah. Well, that? no, it's that. It's like, oh, opinions change very quickly. Yeah. Like, something like, you know, snap of, a snap of the fingers and like everyone changed their minds about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think I really did. Oh, yeah. I really didn't like the whole like after what he did to Joyce and the. Yeah, so I was like that. Really, it, it was just like okay. So like, it's all like gonna go like really, really down here hill from here. And then yeah, it's like they don't want to go to the Christmas party or whatever. And then like Joyce makes that comment about how like oh like she has that like there's like the teenage girl in the house and it's like um... oh I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah, I was like that's really like oh. that was that scene was upsetting. Yeah, it, things like you said it, in that moment. I was like oh. This is actually kind of dark. I just feel though, like suburbia, that is like what would happen. That's like, true. It's probably realistic. It's just like things just like suddenly That's it's like, oh yeah, you can't assimilate actually. Yeah, we're so, like, you're gonna you like you're gonna get out now, you know. But they have the party anyway. Kim is preparing, she notices snow falling, she steps outside, it's like Edward carving a big ice sculpture of her. She dances in the snow. Jim appears. Which he does from now until the end of the movie. Just <laughs> That's true. No setup. Jim's there. Jim's yeah. <laughs> he scares Edward, who jumps, and he accidentally slices Kim's hand. And then Jim's like, "Get away from her! You destroy everything you touch." <sighs> um. Kim's like, "Jim, go away." <laughs> uh, like, I don't love you anymore. Yeah. But Edward slices off his clothes and he storms away and he's like slicing everything as he goes. He's all angry. He goes to the religious lady's door and he like carves a demon shrub. I really <laughs> liked that scene. I liked that too. <laughs> um, Edward is moping around. The police drive by. He runs away. Uh, he goes back to the house. Kim's there. They have a moment. She's like, hold me. He's like, I can't. And then he does. But then she forces him to. And then we see a flashback of the inventor presenting Edward with these prosthetic hands, but uh, he drops dead and Edward destroys the hands by accident. So that's the end of that. Um, I think think what I didn't quite understand. So you know how he like touched his face and then he like cut his cheek and then he lifts it up and there's like all this blood like on his hands. That happens a lot in this movie where there's a tiny cut and then you cut to the reverse shot and someone's covered in blood. I'm like, okay, so I was wondering though, is it because he like sliced through the hands and that was made with like human blood or was it just like not commensurate with the amount of blood that was like on? I think the point was that 
you these things that are like these little cuts that actually aren't a big deal look so much worse and that he feels so bad when he looks down and he sees his hands covered in blood and like nine times out of ten the person's like it's fine it's just a cut but it looks like this mess which is why when people see like there's a scene in a few minutes where like Mm. the kid the younger brother gets hit by or is about to get hit by a car and edward saves him and in doing so he scratches his face and like it looks really bad because it's the scene is really bloody but oh yeah the then everyone's like kevin's fine yeah <laughs> he just so, was scared I feel, yeah i feel like it was to make things okay. kind of look like they were worse than they were but also it just looked bad the blood was like really red really red really red it also looked a bit yeah. like had white in it it looked like it, it was paint. paint. Yeah, yeah, it looked really bad. I mean, probably was, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Edward – so, okay, so that happens, the scene with the kid, blah, blah, blah. Um, Edward runs up to – oh, yeah, Kim tells Edward to run away because the cops are coming and the neighbors are coming as well. Um, so he runs away and then Kim runs up to the castle place on the top of the hill and she finds Edward. He's like, is Kevin okay? They're talking. And then Jim again just appears uh, and he has a gun. <laughs> oh yeah, he has a gun. It escalates so quickly. It's like, yeah. why? I just He tries to shoot bad. Edward. Yes. He's so like, he hates Edward so much. So I guess, much. Like, toxic masculinity and like yeah. Edward's sensitive. Yeah. That's probably it, right? Like Probably, I guess. I and I guess he's scared Kim's going to, like, bone him or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Kim knocks his arm, but then he shoots a piece of the ceiling. The ceiling falls. There's this big fight. Uh, Kim, like, threatens to kill Jim herself. But then Edward stabs him, and he falls out a window, which I was like, I couldn't remember whether or not he actually stabbed him. And when he did, I was like, huh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I I remember I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, he dies. Right. Which like Edward does kill oh. him. Yes. Like someone does Apparently, die. Apparently when they when they did test screenings, people were like unsure about how they felt about that because it they felt like it changed the tone of the film, which it does. I mean, he was an asshole though. Yeah. Like I think to a degree where I was like, you are just not a villain, but you are like a terrible person. Villain. He, yeah. he he would have killed Edward. Yeah, exactly. Like he would have killed Edward. He probably would have like killed Kim, maybe. I don't know. Probably. I mean, he did have a gun. Yeah. I, I mean, I see the point though, where it's like it changes a bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't but know. I like yeah. I like that it got a little darker. Um so the rioting crowd shows up. Kim kisses Edward. She tells him she loves him, which we had already discussed as weird as hell. Um, she runs back down. She tells the crowd that Edward's dead and that the roof caved in and she has his hand to prove it, I guess. Yeah, like a fan. We cut back to Winona Ryder old telling her granddaughter a story. She's like, I never saw him again. Or yeah, she never saw him again. And the kid's like, how do you know? And she's like, I was there. <laughs> And the kid's like, why don't you go back there? And she's like, I want him to remember me as I was when I was young and beautiful, but I think he's still alive. And the she kid's like, why? Beautiful part? What? Also, is that why? I thought she was just like, I can't go up there because then people would know. No, she's like, I'm an old woman now. I'd, I'd rather he remember me the way I was. Oh, I literally thought it was one of those things where it's like, it would be dangerous if she went up there again, you know? No, sir. She's just like, I'm ugly now. God, I didn't <laughs> think this was like a choice. Oh, okay. I thought this was, I didn't know this was like a great Gatsby situation. 
I don't know anything about the Great Gatsby. And she's just like young and beautiful, and that's like okay. literally the film book. <laughs> book. I mean, she could have gone there like fifteen years later. Yeah. I Whatever, thought it would be I guess nice she and like her mother went. Like I thought that would be a nice gesture. Yeah, I poor Edward. Uh, yeah, just ditched him. Yeah, but she's like, I believe he's still alive because before he came down here, it never snowed. Now that he's up there, he snows, and then we or it snows, and we see this shot of him like carving these ice sculptures and the snow falling down. The kids like grandma. That was a long story. <laughs> now I can't go to sleep. <laughs> also terrifying story. Now I have nightmares. Child. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like don't understand. But yeah, grandma's like, so then my abusive boyfriend tried to kill my new boyfriend. <laughs> my new boyfriend. My new boyfriend killed my old boyfriend. I mean, I also, I think. Okay, I think actually, what I liked about so there are a few like good characters. Like the cop was a good one because I think he basically knew that. I think he just like chased Edward up right to the mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. and then told everybody just like forget about it. But obviously mm-hmm. they didn't, and they wanted to like take things into their own hands because they're like yeah, he bored. Was, he, was like, he told Edward, "Like I'm worried about you." Yeah, which is like fair because it's like this man with scissors for hands and like no moral compass. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so. You put it like that. Um, I I do think it is like an interesting commentary in the way that like people see him, they're scared. They go from being scared of him to being completely enthralled by him to being bored with him to being angry with him mm-hmm. like they just project there's this mob mentality that projects whatever feeling one person is having about him the whole town gets on board and like yeah acts ridiculously in either direction yeah i mean i liked how also like there was that guy who was like a veteran like a war veteran who was at like oh, yeah. a barbecue and he was like you know i also have like a prosthetic leg like don't ever let anybody tell you that you're like handicapped mm-hmm. and then you see like the kid like walking like kevin walking later and then you see like this guy like sitting outside in his garage and he's like oh like did they catch that cripple yet and he's like no and uh, he's like well let me like let me um let me know when you when they do like when they catch him and then he says something where it's like like a good little boy would and i was like are you a pedophile (laughs) genuinely i was like oh like is it one of those things where like everybody's just like really secretly dark like how i did it's just like a super horny housewife that like sort of forced him into sex and wow do you know what i mean there's there's more darkness there than i guess i noticed even but i was like okay this is like kind of gross this, but I mean, I don't know. I kind of, not that I thought my suburbia was like that, but it mm-hmm. felt a bit like there are, it's worse being in suburbia than being this guy with like scissors for hands. I don't think that was like the point of the movie, mm-hmm. but like, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was part of it. Yeah. You know? Because at least he like has his integrity. <laughs> yeah, like kind of, but like. Yeah thoughts maria um i don't know i'm thinking like whether we should start talking about one of the characters Mm -hmm. um but i feel like we kind of got into that while we're going through story um we could talk a little bit about like tim burton's vision yeah i think i think it's worth talking because i didn't particularly like this film um (laughs) yeah and and i can't you know what i can't really tell I can't really tell if this is a kid's movie or an adult movie because so I know a lot of the way that Edward Scissorhands is was kind of Johnny Depp's 
vision for the character and like i feel like what from what i read afterwards i feel like johnny depp was like really into this movie <laughs> he like cried his eyes out when he read the script yeah i read that too and oh. i was like what because everyone everyone keeps a lot of people keep talking about how the script was this amazing piece of literature and i'm like the movie was at best average with like maybe like some confusing messages and i i just can't tell if this is a children's movie or a an adult's movie it, what do you think again it's kind of stuck in the middle i think yeah which is kind of what the movie suffers from but i i think it's really um unique like especially before tim burton was on the scene and then there were like tim burton copycats mm-hmm. i think like i think what this movie is i think what is strange is because it is it felt like a prototype for something because it mm-hmm. was like it felt like an in like in that space of like okay like is this for children or is this for adults because I feel like with Big Fish it's mm-hmm. like really fantastical and it kind of works because it's just like it sticks to something and then with Ed Wood it's like it also mm-hmm. works just because it's like just a bit like it's just like this weird biopic it's so far-fetched kind of yeah like everything is very weird but the jokes are very like for adults yeah but I guess with Edward Scissorhands, I'm like, is it, I don't really think it needed to be like set up as a flashback, like as a bedtime story. Like it could have just been yeah. like, a, like yeah, I that always, made it kind of more kids movie-ish. Yeah. Cause I think like aside from that bit of it being recalled to a child, I don't, I would never think that it was like for kids. Like, no, I, I, agree. I think it didn't need that kind of like sand. You know what? Edward's performance made me think that this was for kids. Or Johnny Depp's performance. He, he did say that he basically acted as a child. That's that's what he was channeling because he was like, well, he's not an AI. He's not a robot. He's not a person. He's almost like a little kid because he's like a blank right. slate. Right, 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 right. So maybe that's... Except he wasn't acting like a kid. He was acting like a creep. <laughs> I think I didn't... Like, I feel like his character, I didn't quite... Like, I didn't... I think maybe I just didn't quite get him. Like mm. watching it now as an adult is like straight. I hadn't seen it in so long. And then I was like something like I wouldn't go so far as to say that it was like problematic, but mm. I think it was just kind of like there was something about him that didn't quite feel innocent, I guess. And I think it's because like the romance bit, I was like, I don't really yeah. get this. Like, okay. Like literally it's like the first girl that you see right because it's just like oh my daughter kim and he's like obviously like totally enamored by her Mm -hmm. and then like and then i don't don't know like i she definitely is also projecting onto him yeah she's like like, an unhappy relationship he's the anti jim yeah so i don't know that he necessarily was like liked kim in that way the same way i don't know i don't think he was in love with her i don't think he knows what that is i feel like this film could have probably even existed without edward scissorhands do you <laughs> kind of see what i mean it's like it, yeah. it's because it's like you know it like she's like they're not a good relationship and he because like i think that's why the whole like him breaking into his own house to mm-hmm. like steal stuff really didn't make any sense to me because mm-hmm. i was like there's something going on here that like you like that that it's like a conflict that didn't really need to happen i what you just said made me realize that edward is the worst part of the movie 
is though, isn't he? Because he's like, yes. Why? It's like it's it. I almost wish it were just like about. I like the suburbia. I like the um, aesthetic. I like the production design of the suburban. Yeah. Of suburbia. Wow, I forgot the word for suburbia. Um, And I like the idea of something coming in and disrupting the pattern that they have and the routine. But I think, does it have to be him? Because it's stupid. <laughs> well, it's Tim Burton. Tim Burton r- wrote himself in this movie. The hair is Tim Burton. The kind of yeah. like social exclusion is Tim Burton. Yeah. He felt like Edward Scissorhands. He thought it was a good idea to make a movie about that. Yeah, I guess he he apparently like drew. I mean, this- that's why. Like, I think. I mean, my favorite films are things that are like it's what's on what's like what's in the what's on the inside that's like actually <laughs> dangerous. Mm-hmm. What, which is what I liked about the Virgin Suicides, like growing up, like the book mm-hmm. and the film. And the, the point of that point. is that you don't know, like, why they killed themselves, really. It would have been maybe more interesting if Edward had turned out to be, like, evil. I thought that, like, it would have been cool if they realized at the end that he had killed the inventor. Or if yeah. he was the devil. Oh, oh he was, <laughs> he was, he was the devil. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... The thing that makes this film work is like the suburbia Before. thing, vibe, yeah. aesthetic, cool, interesting commentary. And I, I think that without that, this film would not have worked. Like the only place they could have plopped him in and had it be like, had it be at all watchable is like this weird heightened suburbia. So to me, that's the most interesting part of the film and the actual Edward part I could do without <laughs> you know um since we're on this train i, I want to talk a little bit about the production design and the mm-hmm. and the place where they shot because that's c- quite interesting um they actually the the place that they were trying they filmed that was somewhere mm-hmm. in florida mm-hmm. and i read that they actually didn't have to do like they didn't build anything they just painted right yeah they just had to paint it so that place straight up exists that's does scary. it still look like that now like they repaint it back to. It looks more normal now. That's I saw so that crazy. Um, Ish. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like bon- anyway? So that that was one thing that was really interesting. The other thing that was like, you know, what I wanted to read on and I didn't actually read on is like how they got the hill there because mm-hmm. the hill is not there. It's some sort of like projection a or a miniature or something. I just wanted to get some details about how they shot that. Um, and there's a one shot that I really liked, which is. Peg is in her car in the beginning of the film and she's like desperately trying to sell Avon products and she can't get them. And then she goes in her car. She says, oh, this isn't my day. And then in her rear view mirror, she sees the the hill with the mm-hmm. castle on it. Yeah. I really like that shot. I don't know how exactly they did it. I don't know. But even though it's not like physics don't work that way, like you wouldn't be able to see the thing like that. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, there's definitely some cool shots in this film and like like i said i love the production design and the aesthetic of the like pastel yeah and a colorful clothes that everyone's wearing the colorful cars that all leave the driveways at the same yeah. time the shrubs aren't actual shrubs they're like chicken wire mm, shaped okay. as shrubs and then you just put fake greens on top of them which makes total sense and that was really smart because who would want to you know you'd have to i was thinking it. they probably got like the world champion shrub carver <laughs> to make all the shrubs yeah I mean, I think the aesthetic actually really reminded me of The Truman Show. Or Stepford Wives. Yeah. Which I think both films actually work 
because well Truman Show is just different but like yeah. it's yeah. that whole thing as well of like something feels off off yeah and then I like think you can yeah. definitely see the influence of this film on things like did you ever watch Pushing Daisies Jennifer oh my god I loved Pushing I Daisies. loved Pushing Daisies and this I love aesthetic of the suburbia and the pastels and stuff is like so Pushing Daisies it's really Pushing Daisies Pushing Daisies and is I never, good the first season I never made that connection before well, it's like totally like fantastical, right? Like, I mean, yeah. the thing is, oh, I pushing just, yeah. works. Yeah, pushing daisies <laughs> does work. I, it's so. I mean, the concept is very like it's quite good. But yeah, it's right. But that's the thing is, better. pushing daisies is just as fantastical as this movie is. Yeah, but it works better. Yeah, it's I think you're right that Edward is kind of the worst part of this film. Yeah, which is a shame because you're like, okay, well, like it's the was there a way that it could have worked without him like what yeah, yeah. It, who would it have centered on maybe it doesn't have to center on anybody i also just hate johnny depp i really have you seen a film in, with him that you actually like because i don't really know if i have i've seen a couple that i liked but you know what i noticed yesterday oh. he's been in 90 films or or like tv shows 90 and 80 of them were made by tim burton <laughs> but if that's insane that's so many like Ronona has been in like 63 for mm-hmm. a reference. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of the same age. Like that's bonkers. Why 90? He? He's he must have done 3 movies a year. Yeah. Or he, I, again, I'm was, trying to, was he like a, was he tra- was he a child actor? He was a young teen. teen and he was a heartthrob. He was he was he was in this TV show called 21 Jump Street. Oh my kind of 21 Jump Street. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah and he was like he was like a hot guy and then this year that the year that this movie came out 1990 was the year where he did two movies edward scissorhand and one more i can't remember what it was that kind of like put him in like the more like i don't know adult tour kind of roles i guess yeah it's like i read he has like 143 words or something in this movie like he barely speaks which is the only reason he's tolerable in my opinion i liked edward <laughs> but not because of him do you know what i mean yes like, because um, I don't I like Sarah Jessica Parker either. Yeah. What, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, th- at this point, Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder are dating. They're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they had kind of like influenced each other to get into this film. I don't remember which way, but like I if she... she told him to do it because she was the first person cast. Right. And fun fact, they considered Tom Hanks and... Gary Oldman for the role and Michael Jackson wanted to do the role. I don't know how that makes me feel. And Tom Cruise and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey auditioned for the film. That's so weird. I really don't like Jim Carrey. That's an unpopular opinion. It's just he's such a strong personality. I can't imagine him being. Have you seen that documentary like like Jim versus Andy? I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it because I was like, this is some shit you would pull, Jim Carrey. Like, this isn't you. I'm sorry. I'm like, this isn't you, like, becoming Andy Kaufman. This is just you, like, being Jim Carrey. I just, I could not get through it. Wait, what is this film? It's just made a documentary about being in himself, sort of, and being an actor as well. (laughs) It's basically about him inhabiting like a real character so much that he like becomes like him yeah he loses like uh, i mean he's like such an actor that who is he and what is acting and yeah it's, it's like i just i really i just really didn't like it but yeah, yeah. anyway um 
What was I going to say? The best part of this movie is the... Well, the production line is good. The music is incredible. Yeah. The music is the best part of this film, I think. I this is the good, first yeah. time that like Danny Elfman worked with Tim Burton and Tim Burton worked with um, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. And, really? you know, it's the start of a beautiful oh, friendship. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Johnny Depp isn't in Beetlejuice, is he? No, no but Winona Ryder is. Right, as like child, child. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? The... The makeup. I want to talk about the makeup a little bit because the makeup in this film, people are like really into and to the point where like I read somewhere that the makeup took an hour and 45 minutes to do every time they had to do his makeup, which is insane because it was awful. And I think this movie was nominated for a makeup Oscar and it's like literally they couldn't have done less work. (laughs) It was so shitty. It was. I'm sorry, but it was shit. I mean... I, it it wasn't, by makeup, do people mean, like, everything? I think, okay, I think, I think that there's a misunderstanding because I think that the person who wrote down that his makeup took an hour and 45 meant hair and makeup and prosthetics yeah. took an hour and 45. Because his hair, yes, I imagine that took a long time because I'm pretty sure it's a wig. I'm pretty sure they had to dye it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of work in that. Continuity nightmare. Yes. And then the the makeup itself is, like, just like the things that he did, th- they did to his actual face was like make his put I'm like. Sorry, looked was the worst part. Yes, yeah. His bags. Yeah, and they like they just put like th- the idea was like a faded circus performer. That was what the <laughs> reference was. For That's me. also how I do my makeup every day, but not. <laughs> um, but then like to me, even that was like okay, it was a choice. The worst part for me was the prosthetics. The little like scars that they put on him. Yeah. Literally, I could have done that. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I can do that. I can take little pieces of silicone, t- make them into small little worms, and stick them on your face. Edward Scissorhands done. <laughs> like I can make you look like a better Edward Scissorhands for Halloween can if we, you want. To. Can we do that tonight? That's a great <laughs> idea. I think I okay. The thing is, I uh, what I I liked. I just thought he didn't quite make sense aesthetically. Because I mm-hmm. liked the outfit. I don't know why it needed to be that outfit. But like also the fact that it was like all the way up to his neck literally meant that makeup wise it was just his face. Yeah. Exactly. Like there was no like the he had no hands, right? And he had no like yeah. like he had no ankles that were visible. Like no did he have like ears? Because he basically had just the wig, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just got a face. The, the hands would have been considered costume prop design because mm-hmm. he just had to wear scissors on his hands. I would. Assume. I think it's a glove. Yeah, it looks like it's, a glove to me. I, I understand that he's supposed to be like the starkest contrast to the suburban landscape. Yeah. So he's all like pleather and chains and greasy and pale, but like it is very weird. Like, I wish he almost just looked more like a robot or something. Because, again, I like the outfit, but it didn't make sense. Like, we get it. You want to put that outfit on, go to some weird sex club. Exactly. But, like, it's just literally, like, I just don't see why. Because then Vincent Price is just this, like, guy who dresses like a sofa. Yeah. Are we to assume that Vincent Price dressed in Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> Like that? Okay, because that changes. Oh, he's freaky. <laughs> no, he is for sure. And it's kind of yeah. like 
I, it makes sense why Michael Jackson would have wanted to be Edward Scissorhands. Yes, definitely. But like, I just was like, this doesn't like. I know <sighs> you're you're right though. It's like starkest contrast to like yes. suburbia. Fine. Again, it's like I see what you were doing, but I'm not sure you quite made all the right choices. Yeah, yeah. the whole our whole opinion of the film. I think. Yeah, like he might as well have just been a robot, really. Yeah, but I think, oh, uh, I think he has to be a human, like among. I read that somewhere. I've never it heard is. that. I believe like Paracelsus is like this alchemist from like the 1400s or something who tried to create this little man called like a homunculus. Oh, yes, I, have, I use the right word. You're so smart. Yeah, yeah. No, it is it's the right. It is the right word. It's a, it's a Frankenstein. It's a take on Frankenstein, right? Essentially, uh-huh. I think so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, people it's like people. People, whenever they start talking about the AI, they're always like, "Oh, like go back to like alchemists and how they like tried to create mm. this like tiny thing." And then you see all these like weird little drawings and stuff, but they weren't like right. real. I get the sense that he was supposed to be like at all AI. Yeah, they really just gloss over the fact they're like he's an artificial human. <laughs> Still want to burn him. Tim Burton has never like no, he doesn't care. I don't think. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Burton, like, still... What has he done recently? He did Dumbo. No, he did not. Yes, he did. <laughs> did he? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I... She looks just like her mother. Little girl. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tandy like, Newton's kid? A tiny version of her. Yeah, the kid in Dumbo is Tandy Newton's daughter. Oh, and yeah. she looks yeah, exactly yeah. like her. She's Dumbo cute, one of yeah. those movies where you're like, you watch it because people next to you on a plane are watching it. Uh-huh. And you're just like, I can't avoid this. So I literally feel one like time- Aquaman is my favorite film now. <laughs> literally the one worst. On an airplane, I just watched um, the Rock movies. Like it was a year then all the Rock movies had come out. It was like Jumanji, Fast and the Furious, um, a- a Baywatch. And I was just like, is the Rock the best actor <laughs> He's really growing on the people behind you. Are probably like this girl is obsessed That's with rock. rock. I haven't seen any of those movies. I haven't even seen the original Jumanji. I would have never seen those movies if it wasn't for it very wasn't for The Rock, <laughs> new favorite actor. Yeah, hey, he's charismatic. I so, wouldn't know. Okay. I wouldn't know. What um? How how did you feel about this movie now? It's funny because, like, maybe this is the magic of the podcast. Maybe it disenchants mm-hmm. you from your childhood memories. Aww. <laughs> no, that's, so that's not what we want to do before we come here. No, I think. I mean, I think it. Watching it back, I mean, I still like it. Still, like, got to me because I was like, yeah, you know, I enjoy it. It was, it was definitely like, okay, like, I'm glad I watched this. I'm in quarantine. Literally nothing. Like, true. What? Like, true. I might as well be watching anything. So it was. I think the aesthetic for me still works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think content-wise, what worked for me then still like what didn't work for me then still didn't work like I still hated the care like Jim or whatever is that yeah. name um I think maybe like the romance bit I bought more when I was younger me yeah. too because it's easier to because you're like oh yeah this is just how films are right there's just like they just there's going to be some sort of romance two nice white people are going to fall in love <laughs> exactly is he white I guess so because he's Tim Burton right <laughs> basically um yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if I'd watch it again because yes. it does feel very like 
not it does feel very like you need to decide whether this is just going to be like a totally I think I'm just surprised thinking back like why it didn't go crazier I guess Mm -hmm. because Beetlejuice is like an insane movie like I watched it for the first time like maybe two years ago and I was like this is really crazy (laughs) but I don't know I just feel like Edward Cezanne's it didn't like push it far enough in a way Mm -hmm. and it just kind of yeah I don't know I guess it was disappointing not disappointing but I was like oh okay interesting I definitely didn't like it as much as like well you probably as emo as you were when you were 15 and really needed to watch something about not living in suburbia anymore not living in suburbia anymore I mean I wonder I wonder yeah it did what it needed to do for you at the time and now you can it makes watch, sense. Yeah. What, watch better Tim Burton movies or watch like The Tourist. Don't watch The Tourist. I, I just, I'm so tempted because Mark Kermode is like, he's like, it's literally the worst film ever made. Oh, <laughs> it's really bad. I love a film. I don't even remember Because it's Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. She was at the British Museum the other day. Not the other Ooh. day because it's like closed. She was with all <laughs> her children, all of them. That's not quarantine safe. There's more than five. <laughs> There's definitely like 20 children, right? Yeah. <laughs> so many. But I think um, that's it. What's that? I think that's how I feel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That all makes sense to me. Maria, what did you think? You didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it very much. I'm glad I watched it because it's one of those films that like, I guess people reference sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it was going to be better. I think that's what it is. Like, I definitely, I went in thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to finally watch this movie that everyone was talking about when I was younger. And I I definitely thought it was going to be like like a, a better film from like a script to the end. It's very simple. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's, there's not that much. I was surprised how bad the script was actually, like watching it th- now. Because yeah. I, I was actually quite like, why, like, why does all of this feel so something about each line felt a bit badly written if that makes sense no it totally that that's how i felt as well it was like what why did he why is anyone doing or saying what they're you know (laughs) the problem with sometimes these movies that are like really stylized or heightened it's like the dialogue can feel stilted or weird um because it is kind of like not these people are still talking like normal humans in our reality speak but then these absurd things are happening i don't know i don't i'm not yeah i'm not myself correctly but i i understand what you mean no no i get it i think you're right that it was also like it was like a very it felt like a really simple script Hmm. like it felt like it was like it felt like somebody was like how what is the easiest way of just saying something to get this point across i thought the dad's lines were quite good i thought he was quite like it was funny oh Alan Arkin was like was supposed to have a big. This is very strange. He was supposed to have a bigger part in this movie, but he couldn't because he had like an emphysema. Oh so he ended up having a much smaller role in the film, and I think he like passed out at some. No, no, that was the inventor. Sorry, but Alan, <laughs> like the no, character, <laughs> the inventor, the actor plays the inventor at some point passed out from the heat. Vincent Price. Yes, and then apparently that was the shot. Well, I don't think that's oh, true. No, I don't, I don't believe that. No. Also, he this was his last role. I think he died. Oh, really? really? Yeah. yeah. He old. 
he, yeah, he, he looked, looked like ancient in that movie. Yeah. Like he looked old. Um, I feel like you guys kind of summed up my thoughts. I, I really liked it visually. I thought it was very delightful for my eyes. And my ears for the music. Yeah. The music was but very I, good. Yeah. I was like, I don't care about Johnny Depp. I don't care about Winona Ryder. I, yeah. They're annoying. I liked Peg. Yeah, Peg was cool. I liked and her. Well, I liked her a lot. I liked her. I liked the dad as well. I thought he was a good character. Yeah, yeah. The parents are good characters. I kind of liked the the take on suburbia, but I found aspects of it kind of irritating. Um, we do this rating system where five mooshus is the best and zero is the worst. Oh my god, it's hard because Julie admitted that this cat isn't the best cat. <laughs> well, in our first episode, we were doing it the other way around. We were like, zero mooshus is the best. And five <laughs> so five yeah, mooshus is the best. Yeah. Okay, so can you we quickly define the best? Like, what, what does it mean if a film is five mooshus? I mean, it can be whatever you want. It's like, if you feel like it held up or like just objectively how you were looking at it now as a film, like just if you were giving it a rating. You can give it a rating and an explanation for the rating. Okay, so I'm going to give sure. it two mooshus. Okay. Because I thought the music was very good and I really loved it growing up. And I still, mm-hmm. I thought that really, really held up. Like it, I, it, it really, really worked for me still. And the suburbia stuff still, I think basically if it just weren't for him, I think it would have been quite a good, like it was basically at all, like a lot of elements I actually really liked. Yeah. It just didn't quite work all together. I feel you on that one. So I'll give it I, a two. I feel very similarly. I would give it two and a half because I did enjoy watching it. Like it went quickly. Like I didn't feel like it was too long or like, I don't know. I was interested. But again, the bar has been lowered because of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I give it a quarantine 2.5. Yeah, I, I think 2.5 again. Good music, good aesthetics, decent acting. Right. But uh, just not not my jam fully. Yeah, fair. Mm, I'm gonna give it a 1.5 mooshus. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put it equally as the movie we did last week. Um, the Dark Crystal. Oh, I forgot. Is um, it yeah. Movie? What is the Dark Crystal? Just out of curiosity. Well, let's do it wrong, yes. <laughs> it's like Henson. It's like Muppets, but weirder. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give it one. But I think it falls there to me. I I because like I guess I like the production design, the music, and. I, li- I do like the influence of it. I appreciate the the things I, that came kind of after. I got bored. I got really bored. I wanted to end. That's fair. Yeah, I very think fair. I'm glad that I wasn't watching it for the first time now because I just don't think I would have liked it. Yeah. Like it would just, I don't think it aged very well either, mm-hmm. just like as a, as a film in general. Yeah. And I don't think Tim Burton as a director has aged very well. No, but he did dumb good lately. No, but I mean, what when was the last the last film I liked that he made? I think was probably Big Fish, and that was like two thousand five. Was that I like the Nightmare Before Christmas? That's before that. That's I before, think. yeah, yeah, it's old. Yeah, he, uh, he and Johnny Depp can go away. <laughs> I like that as the closing statement. <laughs> I agree with that though. Well, thank you for talking to us, even and and uh, bearing with all of our technical difficulties. No, I mean, it is a special time. Thank you for making me see the light in my childhood <laughs> memories <laughs> ruining them for you i don't think it's so much ru- i mean you have to make i mean you make space for like new things right it mattered to me then and then I agree. That's and you can appreciate it. it and and 
remember it fondly and still be like critical about it yeah i can watch like love is blind now you know what i mean exactly (laughs) but you should why has everybody seen i'm not going to watch love is blind purely like i'm not going to start like i'm not going to become a different person just because i'm on lockdown you would hate it (laughs) like i can't i hate nick lachey i hate Vanessa, whatever her last name is lachey now can't talk about this (laughs) no 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 we ruined the podcast. <laughs> this is a Love is Blind podcast. Okay, but actually, you to do my Edward Scissorhands makeup. Okay, well. <laughs> Thank you for Maybe having me. Thank you so much for oh being here. And I hope that one day you can be here in person. That'd be oh cool. Oh my god, I hope. Imagine. I hope one day some, like people can travel again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, thanks again. All right. Your quarantine. And uh, hopefully, everyone who's listening is also enjoying their quarantine. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.